This is the Happily Living Podcast, where we discuss how to better ourselves by developing routines that set us up for a better existence, uncovering deeper connections with nature, and growing awareness, leaving you with a new relationship between you and the world. Let's get into it. Welcome back, you guys, to the last episode on the season of Love Your Mother. This is the Happily Living Podcast, and I am your host, Gabrielle Brown. I am so thrilled and sad at the same time to close off this chapter with you guys. It has been such a cool experience to do this all, to find ways to talk about things that are truly impactful to me and hopefully inspirational to you guys to make a change in your own homes. With that being said, this episode will definitely be very different compared to all the other ones I've done. I'm going to be utterly myself. I'm going to talk about things with our society and the concepts and our upbringing and just overall you know, loving and being there for ourselves. And towards the end, I will dive into all the questions I've been receiving over the past couple of days. They have been really exciting to see all the different thought processes from other people and what they are curious about within me. And so I am very excited to share that with you guys. As you guys know, I have gone global and it is all thanks to you guys. I am so, so appreciative of you all. You guys, I hope this has made an impact for you all. I hope this brought you a way to be inspired, be creative, learn how to be there for yourself, learn how to find ways to meditate or outlet for any type of emotion or vulnerability that you might have. Now, with that being said, I'm going to tell you guys my recent updates and some things that I'm looking forward to in this upcoming week, and then we'll hop right into it. So, this past week, um, I was supposed to close on the 22nd on my house. Obviously, I was really hoping for <laughs> January 10th. That definitely did not happen. We are closing tomorrow. Fingers crossed, praying, hoping, everything that it happens because I actually just got a call from my lender and he was talking to me and essentially you know our titles were mixed up in the way that we had our documents sent and that could delay us by a couple of days and then he was like I'm gonna keep digging into it I'm gonna call you right back and I'm like okay sweet that's like bet so he did that and then actually he just called me back and said that we're all good to go and we could still go with the time at 1 30 and close and sign on all the papers and do the final walkthrough so until 1 30 tomorrow i am very uneasy very on edge um i'm very much hopeful and and praying that we get through but at the same time you know think anything can happen so yeah yeah but things that i'm looking forward to honestly my job has been getting so much better things have been shifting and moving for me in unexplainable ways that i could have never thought would happen and they have just been such blessings in disguise and i'm just so grateful for them i am having more of a consistent schedule i'm able to work on the big money night weekends and i am surrounded by people that are kind and thoughtful and i'm able to create more of an inclusive environment and make people feel welcome as we're hiring more people 
and you know just kind of allow people to feel at ease and feel okay with asking questions no matter what they are and and just knowing that like we're gonna be a team no matter what you know if you need help we'll reach out we got this we'll do it together so that has been a really exciting part that's happened to me this past week and this upcoming week, I am traveling to Arizona with my dad to see my mom and my sister and my niece and nephews. So my niece and nephew are twins and they are one and I haven't seen them since they were born in November of 2022. So they just turned one and they're already walking, um, they're talking, and I haven't seen them since they literally just came out of the womb. So <laughs> very, very long duration between the time I've seen them, so I'm very, very excited. And my nephew Atlas is about to turn four, so we're gonna go celebrate him and his birthday and my mom's birthday all together while we're out there. And, and when we come back, I will be moving into my house. I've also been doing a lot with this podcast. I know the upcoming season is going to be so freaking amazing. I already have. So this upcoming season with the Happily Living podcast, we have so many things in store for you guys. We, the royal we, me, I am creating more entertainment through social media. Um, I am actually switching not switching over but switching into the youtube podcast setting that has been prompted to me by so so many people so many listeners that they want me to do that and i think that'd be super cool so i'm going to start doing that as well so stay tuned for that there are also sponsors that'll be coming along but i refuse to do anything that i don't truly believe in because i feel like that's just a waste of energy waste of my time waste of your time and it's not authentic. Just know that I will only have sponsors that could truly help you guys and benefit you guys and progress my podcast. That would be fantastic. So I think it's honestly such a great way for me to continue growing this platform and for me to continue growing my ability to um, create better content for you guys every other week. So with that all being said and you guys are up to speed, let's get into it. So on this episode, I want to talk about what love your mother explicitly means. I want to provide you guys the ins and outs of why the season is called what it is and why it is what it is. Everything entirely is about the basis of ourselves, okay? So we, within ourselves, hold this soul on this planet. You have this literal mold, this core structure that keeps our soul and provides our soul a presence on this planet. Think of the movie Soul. So you have a soul, but without your physical being, you're unable to understand what being a human is truly like. You're not able to live the life as a human would and and experience the humanistic things that we can so this body this container that holds our individuality our internal soul our internal self provides you the ability to create to be creative to inspire others to eat to drink to find ways that make you happy to go out and do things that that make you feel good that give you energy finding yourselves finding ourselves through the presence of physical being that's partial to love your mother the other part is to mother nature 
we are internally connected deep within this planet we are all vibrationally evolved as a connected space within the planet ourselves we live we grow we die on this planet everything goes back into a cycle think of it like a string we are all intertwined to the same development as we all need one thing to survive and it's planet earth right and without each other we don't have this mutually beneficial relationship now certain times things can be exploited and so certain individuals can honestly change the beneficiary and so when this happens you know like what we're doing essentially let me create a visualization for you we are producing way too many co2 and we're tearing out a lot of ecosystems and nature is unable to uh, truly evolve and coexist with us peacefully because we're no longer providing that mutual beneficial relationship with each other and so now with us exploiting our circumstances our situations our environment we are now providing negative feedback to them and none of that may make any sense to you and that's okay that's not entirely the point the point is that deep within this planet we are rooted we are solely connected and these energetic frequencies with all of the ways that we can be there for ourselves mentally emotionally physically spiritually everything that provides us the highest level of frequency we could possibly have with ourselves is through the core connection on this planet the last part of love your mother is through our physical mother our actual mother how we were able to be on this planet is when our mother gave birth to us and her mother's mother gave birth to her her mother's mother her mother gave birth to my mother and through generations of families and mothers and teachings and guidance and everything that has been passed down to us has evolved from our mothers we have generations of past mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers within ourselves that are still deeply intertwined to us that tether us together our physical appearances our emotional well-being our genetics everything has been passed down and are still deeply rooted to who we are today so overall loving your mother is about this trifecta of being there for ourselves our bodies our life, being there for our planet that holds space for us to grow, to live, to thrive, and being there for our moms that have taught us everything, for our past generations that have gifted us this ability to create a life that we deserve, that we dream of, that we aspire to have. And it's so important to realize the influence of all of these things that have on our overall well-being. So I want to go deeper into that in this episode there's a lot of times where we don't get along with our mom or we don't find convenience in the things that happen on our planet like tsunamis and hurricanes and flooding and fires (laughs) we feel at war sometimes within ourselves emotionally or physically or even spiritually we don't know what we believe we don't know what we can eat sometimes we feel like our stomach hates us there's other times where we feel like our mom just doesn't listen to us or understand us there's so many things and it's hard life is hard and if you don't know that by now you will find that out sooner or later life is hard but what do i always say i say but anything worth it is never easy it's not it's not meant to be if it was everyone would have it it's never easy being able to be there for yourself it's been a difficult thing for people to do and when i say this it may resonate with you because our society has constructed ways where we feel like hoarding is when you save 
glass jars, glass bottles, liquor bottles, many other things that you should just quote unquote throw away. But not hoarding is when you proceed to buy a ton of stuff every single year, every single season, or every single holiday from let's say Target because you found cute things. I find cute things at Target. It's a typical thing. You find things that you like because they're really good at their job. They have advertisers, marketers. They know business. They know what they're doing. They know how to entice us. But hoarding isn't applied to people when you proceed to buy new decorations every season. No, hoarding is applied to people when they keep pasta jars and pickle jars and they use those for things in their house. They use that for meal prep. They use that for soups. They use that to make their own homemade salsas. They use that to create overnight oats, whatever it is, hold their fruit for fresher longer. No, that's hoarding. I've been called a hoarder by my own family, but yet our society leads us to believe it's not the same when you buy these decorations every season. Perception is everything. Perception is everything, you guys. Society has led us to believe that putting yourself first by eating whole foods and making sure you look at ingredients and questioning doctors about the fact that they just try to prescribe you medication instead of actually listening to what is going on. They just call it a day so they can get their check. They've seen it before. They prescribed it before. It worked out for this person. They're going to do it again. They make you feel like you're crazy when you want to care and be there for yourself. They make you feel and they make other people in society culture to the aspect of questioning things that we have always known because we shouldn't ask questions. We shouldn't second guess doctors, which doctors don't even go through a required nutrition class, uh, curriculum, structure of any kind. They go through the development of our bodies and the overall structure of that, but they don't always seem to try to find the root of the problem. They try to bandage it, but that's actually crazy. That's crazy. No, we're called crazy because we care so much about ourselves. It's crazy when you have to be the crunchy girl who actually enjoys enjoys veggies, who craves salads, who brings the veggie platter to parties because you crave that. You love veggies, but it's not weird when people bring junk food and we call it junk food and we know it's junk food. And then here's the rabbit hole. We start to develop an unhealthy relationship with food, calling and labeling things bad and good, calling carbs having a negative connotation to carbs, whereas it's actually a source of energy for our body to prolong and have sustainable energy throughout the day. When you find yourself alone, when you find yourself being the only one that feels like it's not okay to just listen to what people tell you instead of actually thinking about it, questioning it, getting involved just out of curiosity, when your curiosity is actually seen as a threat, it's seen as crazy, it's seen as like it's too much, that's when you know you're onto something. It's when you know you're putting yourself first. When you know you're being there for your mother, you're loving your mother, you're loving your core self. You don't have to like everything that everybody likes. You don't have to feel guilty because you're trying to do something for the betterment of yourself. You don't have to feel like you're judging everybody else just because you're interested in these things. I am in no way judging people who are unsustainable and it may come across that way because of the way that we are put into society and and people feel judged when other people talk about how they transition to whole foods organic foods they they care about you know what they put in their body what they put on their body they care about recycling they care about putting air purifiers in their home they care about using natural cleaners 
They care about doing different things with their linens and their towels. They care about everything. But yet we see that and we're cultured and society has led us to believe that that's a threat. That they are quote unquote showing how they're better than us. But that's not it at all. That's not it at all. They're not a threat. I'm not a threat. I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty. I get energized and inspired and passionate about these conversations because it's something I'm so authentically interested in and truly believe in. It's because I question these things and I'm not just doing what I'm told and I'm not just doing what I've always known and my upbringing. I, I question them and now I know what I was eating my whole life. I know what things are being put into my foods. I know what's being put onto my body. But the thing is, is it wasn't intuitively known. Intuitively meaning my mind. It was internally known meaning my my body, my gut, my health, my heart. I have eczema. I have really sensitive skin. I have rosacea. I have insomnia. I have ADHD. I have anxiety. I had depression. I don't have it anymore. I don't like to think that I do because I've grown through it. That may be a thing where you always have it or you may grow out of it or you may be able to learn how to cope with it. But these are things that I deal with. And these are the things I'm truly grateful for because they have led me and developed me on this path to figuring out how I can find things that better myself and my body and the care of my overall future self. Now, like I said, I'm not judging you. I'm trying to see what your thoughts are. Most people don't even question the process of being sustainable because it's just not something that we do. It's not something we're taught. It's different. It's weird. It's inconvenient. So I question other people's motives on it to understand if they're actually aware of the concept of sustainability, if they're really aware of the importance of it, if they're really aware as how a single person can truly make a difference, not questioning their morals. I'm not questioning their quality as a human being. I'm just questioning the thought process. So when I talk about sustainability, when I talk about things that get me riled up and get me frustrated, it's not about the people that I'm talking about this with. It's about the system. Oh my gosh. That sounded so 70s of me. It's about the system. But it is. It's about the system that we have. Not necessarily just the government, but a system. The thing that keeps the majority of the population doing what everyone pretty much does. That is the system. So we have to look at it like, okay, why don't I do this? Why do we always do this? Why does everyone do this? Yes, I may be lazy, but maybe it's not an effective system. I don't recycle because I don't have a recycling can at home. Fair point. I probably wouldn't recycle there because it's not easy. It's not convenient. It's out of sight. It's out of mind. So I don't follow through with it. So the thing is, we have to question ourselves and the process of everything we do because that's what we did when we were kids. We have such an energetic spirit for curiosity and we ask, why is this red? Why can't I put that on there? Why can't I run in the street? But it's so damaged in the very beginning. We are so damaged in the very beginning because we are judged for asking simple questions that we don't know. We are seen as annoying. We are seen as incessant. How could we know something when we were never told? So we want to know so we know in the future. So we wouldn't have to ask that question again and again and again. I can't run in the street because I could get hit by a car. Okay. I can't use super glue on the walls because it'll damage the wall. Okay. That was a weird example, but it was just like... I'm trying to give it to y'all straight. <laughs> like I, if I was told as a kid where I, I couldn't wear my Heelys in the house, 
because it damages the wood. How does it damage the wood? Okay, well, in fact, it, it creates, you know, maybe scratches, maybe it creates dents, maybe it's inconsistent with the polish. I'm not really quite sure on the answer to that, but I think if I had more of an answer, a better understanding as to why things were the way they were, why I'm told no, why I can't do something, maybe it would have helped me as a kid to follow the rules better. Maybe it would have helped me as a kid to understand and recognize my habits. Maybe it would have helped me as a kid to learn and be more cognizant and be more in tune with nature and find ways to be there for my body. I mean, yes, I was a kid. Yes, I was 10. But at the same time, we are so brilliant. Three-year-olds know so much. They can do so much. Kids are so intelligent and we knock them down right out of the gate because we don't want to answer all these questions. And it's the same today. It is the same in our day and age. I'm 23 and I'm still treated that way. We are so judged for asking questions. I was so nervous in school. Even the kids would be. When we asked the teachers questions, even the teachers, when they would say that there are no wrong questions, there's no silly questions, it wasn't the teacher that we were afraid of being judged by. It was the students. Or at least for me, it wasn't the teacher. It was the students, 100%. I was nervous of being judged by my surrounding pupils. Like, it just it frustrates me to think of the fact that I, to this day, have been judged for things when a core, a core message I have learned this year, a core message that I hold onto myself this year is how are we supposed to know when we don't know? And if you get it, you get it. How are we supposed to know we're not supposed to do this if we were never told not to do this? Or how are we supposed to know that you have to do this when we were never told that you have to do this? Does that make sense? So that's why I asked now, why am I being judged for quote-unquote hoarding when people are hoarding every single day? It's the perception. It's the change in perception. It's the way that we elicit that term. It's the way that we have created it against itself. It's the way that we have developed over consumerism, over consumption, with pairing hoarding as a way of being sustainable. It's the concept. It's the societal system. It's the way that we judge others for doing things that better themselves just because we have this upbringing that denies us the ability to energize and freely express our curiosity. And therefore, later in life, this curiosity is seen as a silly, stupid question because we were judged before, so that's what we know. So let's talk about the concept about the pressure throughout our lives to go to college. Going to college is great. It's good to go to college. Colleges are a good thing. But we're not financially educated on the opportunities that you you need to take upon yourself before you force yourself into college, before you force your kids into college. We're told our whole life, literally through kindergarten, all the way up to high school, that everything that we were doing, all the grades, all the things, everything was preparing us for high school, preparing us for the next stage, preparing us for the better classes, preparing us for our future career. But they never prepared us for the life after college. If you have graduated from college, you will know that it's not easy to get a job right out the gate. It's not. It's the hardest thing to do. It's the thing that every single college student goes through. And if it's not, congratulations. Seriously, you have escaped that, that inability to find a job for a long time. So seriously, pat yourself on the back. But for most of us, it's a long time before we truly get our first job out of college. We don't have as much experience as the other person. We don't have a master's degree. We don't have a doctorate's degree. There's always some, always something. So 
what are we supposed to do? We don't want to live at home. We're independent now. We're grown people. We want to do the things that we know that we want to do, the, the routines, the, the structure, the, the way that we have our, our rooms and everything's organized to the way that we like it. And that's great. But you have to rent. And if you don't rent, you might have to go home, live back with your parents. And that's fine and all. Save money. That's great. No judgment. But for those of you who want to be financially successful, you want to buy a house. You want to buy a house because you know that when you rent, you never get that money back. But when you buy a house and you sell that house, you will get that money back. And so many of us nowadays, so many of us are on that point where we're like, okay, it's not good to buy a house. Don't buy a house. Why are you buying a house right now? You can't, it's not the right move. You're going to want to move, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Here's the thing. Financial equity, house equity grows every single year. Houses that were in the 1990s purchased back then have financially grown so much since that time that they have made way more than they could have possibly purchased the home for. Houses that were bought in 1990 for 189000 are now worth 330000 The point of buying a house, right? The 1990s, you bought a house for one ninety eight. Now it's $300,000 or more because it built in equity over time. You sell that house for way more than you bought it for. Now you have all that extra profit off the house, right? You can pay off that loan that you paid for to get the house and you get that money. So you walk away with more money. But renting, let's say you rented in 1990 and you're still renting today all of that money and over time it shows that every year rent has been increasing but mortgages stay the same so so when you pay rent every single year and you leave that apartment or townhouse and you go somewhere else you start with whatever you have you don't get more you don't get any of that money back that you paid all those years no so now you're left with what you could do that for a long time and then and then try to save up and and get a better debt to income ratio and then do what everyone else does and and just finally buy your first home when you're 30 and that may be great for you no judgment seriously but that was not it for me. I want to be financially free. I want to be able to live the life I want to live because I don't have to worry about my finances. That's the life I want to live. I want to be able to eat whole foods and not think twice about how much I'm spending on groceries because I care about my health. That's a personal thing. I'm not judging anyone who wants to buy hot dogs or or get soda or whatever. Like I used to love that stuff. I totally understand. It's not for me anymore. You do you. But I'm the type of person that in my career, marine biology, it's not something that gets paid a buku amount of money like financial CFOs and whatever else. You don't get six figures. You write around the same amount that teachers do. And I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to have resentment towards my job because I'm worried about financial circumstances. I want to be able to do what I want to do without having to worry about that finance. I want to do what I want to do and not have to worry about retiring okay. I want to work in a job that inspires me and fuels me and gives me passion and motivates me every single day to live this amazing life like I'm in a movie and be able to do that and not worry about or wanting to retire or forcing myself to go into a nine to five job that I hate just to make money and then waiting till I can retire. No, I want to live my life now. I want to do what I want to do now and create that financial investment, create that ability to structure myself so I can be who I want to be and live the life I want to do every single day. So when I got out of college, 
college and I wanted to get a house and I went through all this stress and all this dilemma and feeling like, why am I shown as not enough? Why am I seen as not enough from these people when I have so much experience? When I didn't realize there's other people with masters and doctorate's degrees and experience around the world multiple, multiple, multiple times for the same job that I want. A simple entry-level job and they get it because they deserve it more. Period. Period. I'm not gonna hesitate with that. I understand. It's freaking sucks but I'm not gonna say that I deserve it more than them when they clearly have more experience. I may be upset about it. I may be butthurt. I may be throwing some shade but it's all lighthearted. But at the end of the day I'm gonna do something now. I'm not gonna just wait here and look for jobs and just feel so unfulfilled. So I decided I'm buying a house. I'm doing real estate in a form of investment properties. I want to renovate and make a financial future for myself and start with real estate investments, create a portfolio for myself before I get into marine biology. And yes, yes, I miss the opportunities for marine biology and I'm worried I'm going to miss out. But at the same time, I know I'm not because I am doing something far greater than just sitting around. I'm, I'm creating a home that I'll love and live in for a couple of years while doing this podcast and, and generating a community that loves and cultivates itself and, and surrounds ourselves with creating a better future for our individuality. But enough about me about that. It was more of just a frustration with the fact that society has pushed us to go into college so quickly and we aren't aware of the debt to income ratio. We aren't aware of the situation it puts us in with loan, like being able to get a loan for anything afterwards. They'll give you loans all freaking day for school, all day long, bro. But you can't get a loan out of school for a house because your debt to income ratio is far too great. I I am so blessed that my parents pay for four years of my college. Yes, I messed up freshman year. It happens. I'm not embarrassed. It was, I mean, I was young. I was doing stupid things. I enjoyed the college life for sure, but I mean, it is what it is. It's in the past. I can't change it. However, I had to pay for my last year. That was our deal. If I didn't graduate in four years, I had to pay the rest till I graduated. And guess what? I'm in $56,000 in debt just from one year. Man, that was a bit aggressive. Just from one year. Just from one year. So my debt to income ratio was too great because I went to an internship, a research opportunity for a month in Africa right out of college. Then I worked at Bistro Joe's and I was in situations that were not okay and I stood up for myself and I left and then I went to my new job. And so there's not a lot of consecutive time for my job to be able to get a house. So we had to figure out certain things and, and I have such a good supportive surrounding loving family and friends in general to be able to get this house. So things worked out for me. They did. I also manifested it, but that's period. That's on that queen. <laughs> but the thing is my goal for this, just this one conversation out of all of the ones that we're having today is for you to understand and to rightfully be angry with the fact that we are so pushed into college right away because we're told that if we stop now, we're not going to want to go into college. So this is stopping. This is our end point in this episode. I know it's very abrupt and it's very, um, random. However, 
In the recording session, we went over an hour and I like to make these episodes shorter so you can go on your drive to work or running errands and you can listen to it and not have to stop and start. And typically, when episodes are over an hour, they just don't really seem appealing. So we're breaking it up and you'll listen to the next part, part two of the season finale of Love Your Mother on the 14th. So with love and light, Have a great rest of your weekend from your host, Gabrielle Brown.